0: I don't know how to approach this 5 o'clock topic because it's one of those things where I know right now if you step over the line, which is, you know, taking advantage of this water restriction that we're on, you can get dinged. There were nearly $100,000 in fines for water violations. This uh, is from Global's Kristen Robinson talking about those fines. Since May 1st, the city has issued 344 Stage 1 $250 fines worth 86000 and 526 warning tickets. During the first three days of Stage 2, 14 $500 tickets worth seven grand were issued, plus 13 warnings. So far this season, 358 violation tickets worth 93,000 have been handed out and 539 warnings. So. There's obviously people right now that are like, yeah, you know what, that's cool, but that doesn't apply to me. Now, this is everything from running your um, water in hours where you shouldn't be. This is, you know, washing your car in opportune times and what have you. But here's a question that I have for you. How far would your neighbor have to go before you said, okay, enough's enough. I've got to go over and say something to him. I'm not going to do this by myself. Stephen and Ryan have been patiently waiting for this topic all afternoon because I think we all have differing opinions on whether or not we would rat out or narc out our uh, our neighbors or our friends or our colleagues. So, uh, Stephen, I will start with you because I've already I already know where Ryan's going to go with this one. Let's say your neighbor's deciding that he's going to turn his sprinkler on. He's like, screw it. The rules don't apply to me. Would you go over and talk to him or would you just call the authorities and maybe they fine him?
1: No, honestly, Rob, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I, I honestly wouldn't. I think that it that that's their part of their home. That's not my business. There's a border between my home and that person's home. So if it doesn't exceed my um, that little border that I have, I think we're fine.
0: But aren't we a part of the collective? Like, aren't we all trying to do things for the betterment?
1: That's true. But I, I, I don't know. For me, if it's relating to that, I don't think it's, it's going to make me go so far as to go like go over to that neighbor and say, hey, can you cut it out? Can you turn off your spectators or anything? As okay. long as there's no damage being caused in my home, I think we're good. But I okay. think I'm just a pacifist like that.
0: That's one. Okay. So, Ryan, let's hear your opinion. Would you or would you not? Or what level would you go to? Uh,
2: honestly, you know, uh, we did talk about this earlier and I'm kind of the same with Steven. I don't think I would ever actually like go up to my neighbor to be like, Hey man, like you can't be like watering your lawn or whatnot. The only thing I could see myself doing is if it gets to a point where I'm like, you know, your lawn is so green and like so lush and mine, like look how brown mine is. You know, you might want to call bylaw on them, maybe, right? But would I actually ever go over to them and be like, hey, you should probably shouldn't be watering?
0: No, like not a chance. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the story here. This is why I wanted to bring this topic up today. Forget the $93,000 in fines. I want to know morally if you would do this. So this past weekend, the this was hours before I had to go into said hospital. Um, wouldn't you know it? our neighbors pulled out the crazy carpet, which is this, I guess, you know, fence-to-fence thing that we as kids used to do, the slip and slide. And in order for you to slip and slide... These kids that all get into their, you know, their summertime garb have to water the plastic so that you can soap it up and you can have them slide and everybody giggles and you've got to turn the water on in order to do this. Well, wouldn't you know it? About half an hour after these kids started, you know, screaming and having the time of their life and the fountains are on and the water is all going around in these crazy directions from the sprinkler head, a neighbor came over and said, you need to turn it off. And so imagine this, you've got your family there, they've got their friends over, you've got the kids in their bathing suits and everybody's having a grand old time. But because this is a level two water restriction right now, where certain things you just can't do, they were told to shut it down. And when the parents said they weren't going to shut it down, guess who showed up next? The authorities. Now, I don't know what came of it. I don't know if there was a violation ticket in place, but this is the question that I have. is And, I, and I've got both of your general you know, thought processes on this, is, you know what, hey, if it's not in my backyard, whatever. But they are technically in violation of where we're at right now, and they had to shut it down. A summertime tradition and they had to turn off the faucets midway through. So my question is, and I guess this is what I'll open up to you guys if you're listening, 604-280-9898, is would you go over and be the diligent neighbor that you are, saying that you're going to hear to every policy and tell them to shut it down, or would you let it slide? No pun intended. I'd love to hear from you. Or hit me up on the buzz line, 604-331-2899. Okay, here's a question, gentlemen. Let's take the water out of the equation for a second. What is something that you would rat your neighbor out for?
1: Oh, okay. I guess we're starting with me. <laughs> um, well, if it goes to the point where uh, my home is actually at risk, like let's say if my neighbor just for some reason had like a lighter on there um, just in hand and just walked over and just started to like light my house on fire. Then I think that's the point yeah. where I'm like, can you please go away? I'm going to call the cops on you. I think that's the point when I draw the line and that's when I break my own um, my own self-contract to not start doing citizen's arrests.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Ryan, hold that thought. We're going to take our break here. When we come back, we're going to, the phones are lighting up already. And I had a feeling they would. What would you rat your neighbor out for? Now, let's get back to the glass half empty approach. Just before we went to the break, I asked you a very simple question What would it take for you to rat out a neighbor? I was talking about a sprinkler incident from this past weekend where some little kids had sprinkler on in the backyard. And the neighbor came over and said, you got to turn it off. It's level two water restrictions. Come on. Got to turn it down. Summertime tradition fallen by the wayside. Let's go to the phones before we get to Ryan, Brian and Coquitlam. Would you rat out your neighbor? And if so, what would it be for?
1: For the water issue, no. I believe in minding my own business and the motto, live and let live. More importantly, they know where I live, so I'd rather keep my relations with my neighbors good. The only area where I would ever rat out a neighbor is if they are abusing a dog or a child or doing something that puts my property in harm, Fair. like fire or something like that. But beyond that, I believe in good relations with my neighbors. It's not worth it for us. Stupid thing
0: like water. Yeah, that's fair. Brian and Coquitlam, thank you for that. Ryan, before we go to our next call in Vancouver, what would you do? There has to be something. Like you said you're not gonna do anything about the water, but what would you do? Uh honestly for me a big pet peeve of mine is parking. So
2: on my street, it's not the most, you know, wide street that I do live on. There's cars parked on both sides. So if you're at, you know, the stop sign at the corner, trying to turn left, trying to turn right, you can't see anything, right? Well, the city has just installed a couple of no parking signs, like pretty close to, you know, where that corner is. And I'm still seeing cars that do still park, you know— illegally now uh, in those spots. So if I'm seeing, you know, the same few cars over and over again, and if I know sort of, you know, whose cars those are, I would have no issue probably, again, calling Bylaw. I don't think I would ever go up to the neighbor and be like, hey, man, you can't park there. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm calling Bylaw. See, this is the
0: reason I brought up the question is it's real easy to call somebody and let them deal with it for you, but once you've gone face-to-face with that neighbor, that's a real tough stigma to let go. So that's part of the reason I asked this question. All right, to Vancouver, we go on the phone lines at 604 280 98 michael in vancouver your thoughts
2: hi there yeah you know what guys the rules apply for everybody um nobody likes the idea of heavy-handed government um i certainly don't i'm sure you don't i'm sure the rest of the listeners don't the thing is though is that if we don't follow simple rules that are supposed to apply for everybody that's when things start to get heavy and we don't need things any heavier than they are i mean not sprinkling your lawn for the next month or so. Uh come on guys, it's not that big a deal really. And as far as your neighbors go, um you know, let's let's talk about civic responsibility here. I
0: mean, come on. Yeah, fair enough, Michael. Thank you for that. Um, you know, this one coming in from Rick, he says, hey, Rob, join the show. Just a quick note, residential car washing is allowed as long as the hose has an auto shut off nozzle. Now, the one problem with the situation that I brought up, which was the kids and the sprinkler in the backyard, is I never found out what the resolution was. I just know that the neighbor came over, was not too happy with it, and then ended up calling the authorities. And that's where I leave it. So it's kind of like an unfinished episode of Seinfeld. I'm not quite sure how. It ended I can't imagine that there was a fine that came with it maybe it was just a, like hey guys if you're going to do it don't do it for too long I don't know and again this is the problem when it comes to restrictions like this is there is a grey area like you're right If the nozzle has a shutoff component to it, yeah, you can wash your car as opposed to just turning on the old lawn. But you've got all these people that are like, well, you know, can I, can't I, should I, should I not? And that's where that gray area of frustration gets in. I think the only thing that I've ever confronted somebody about where I've actually gone into my neighbor's, you know, door knocked is, for example, if you leave your pet behind. For example, you're going out to do your days, you know, chores or what have you, and the dog that you leave behind doesn't stop barking. It's just a relentless, persistent bark for the entire duration of your time doing your chores. And eventually I said, "Hey, listen, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to process for a family that's just beneath you and we're just trying to get through our day, but all we can hear is this yip yip yip." And their response was, "Well, you know, he's just a young dog. We're just trying to, you know, get him you know, acclimatized, I guess, is I think the word. And it was just like, well, that's cool. But, and the problem with that is if you've got a neighbor that's willing to work with you, it's a real simple fix. But if you have a neighbor that's like, well, you know, tough luck for you, that's where you get into some real challenges. And that's where the problems find, you know, then you've got to deal with your strata if you've got strata, or you've got to call the bylaw office or the authorities or whatever. But more than anything, it's just a matter of that fragmented relationship that you're stuck with at the other end of it is what do you do with that now? And, and, and Ryan, you brought it up perfectly. You're like, listen, I don't want to have to deal with that stuff. And, and Stephen even said he's not a confrontational guy either. So how do you handle things like this? Like you've been told that these are the bylaws, these are the things that are in place. We've all got to adhere to it. And yet there is a real gray area that a lot of people are still trying to navigate and figure out. And I don't think a lot of people have an answer to that. So anyways, that's why I wanted to open up the phones and just get some opinions on that because I don't believe in heavy-handed topic, uh, top, what do you call it? Tactics? There we go. That's what I was looking for. And sometimes you'll see the, uh, sleeve rolling up guys. that will be like, Hey, you do this or big trouble. But more often than not, I think cooler heads will always prevail. But this is the thing right now as we get into a real tough stretch of weather in our region, is the water's gonna start to dry up pretty quick here and we're gonna have to really buckle down and we're gonna have to really look out for each other. And if that means that there's certain things that you're very accustomed to doing, very used to doing, you might wanna think about the bigger picture. And, and, and again, I'm not trying to editorialize here, but we don't have to be at each other's throats. I know sometimes the heat gets us on everybody's nerves and you know the tensions are a little higher, but the water we gotta be real careful about. We really do.